This episode is brought to you by Top Tier Solar Solutions. We're here to tell you how you can exit your light bill and go to solar. For a limited time only, use the code VT4L and get your first six months of electricity for free. Call or text 757-805-0573. Now servicing the Virginia, Maryland, and North Carolina areas. Solar panels can be greatly beneficial to not just you, but your entire family. There's tax credits and grants available to help pay for the upfront cost with zero down. So again, go to Top Tier Solar Solutions today and use code VT4L. Y'all need to stop playing, nigga. Y'all need to know what the fuck going on. Big 4L. Big steppers. Big footprints. Pussy. All right, Big Four L is rivalry week. Nothing but the biggest. We checking in. We got uh, a no call, no show, and then Joe called in sick. Man, right? listen, bro, the attendance getting crazy around this bitch. <laughs> the attendance getting crazy though, boy. We got OG who in the building, bro. How you living, both? Was good, my boy. You already know. You know, chilling like always. Yeah, big rivalry, big rivalry week things going on, man. We had the Ike Doctor smoke, uh, Ike Doctors again. Hey, what's up with your man, bro? Hey, same thing that's up with your man, cause we know why Joe called in sick today. Nah, man, we know what's we know what's up. You feel me? Yeah, we got drift in the building. How you living, bro? Doing good, man. Recovering from that uh, that that Joe Burrow injury, it's been a uh, it's been a tough week for me. But and the Van Hokies lost, so yeah, it was a tough it was a tough stretch for me. Thursday night was horrible. <laughs> Saturday was horrible. <laughs> Looking for something better this week, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to get back on the the W train. Yeah, I need something. I need definitely got to get back on the W train. You got a good chance for it. And- College football. I don't know about pros, but uh, yeah, it's rivalry week across across college football. But um, we're not gonna we're not gonna format the show like we normally do because we have a guest. We want to be respectful to our guest and not take up his time. So we gonna we gonna go through this NC State game uh expeditiously, and then we'll let OG who review the Duke. UVA game expeditiously, and then we're going to get into the nonsense like we always do. But this was a game where the score don't indicate how bad we got our asses whooped. The final score would be 35 to 28. So if you didn't watch the game, you'll be like, okay. I mean, they lost, but they was in the building. Nah, that wasn't the case at all. Uh, Virginia Tech basically uh, got their ass kicked at home. Brendan Armstrong had his uh, – Legacy game. He owed us that shit from 2021. He, 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 we had it coming. Um, Brendan Armstrong was just on, he was, he was on bullshit all night. He was on our ass running, throwing, kicking, punting, catching. The motherfucker was serving popcorn when I looked up. So, uh, he, he kicked our ass from all angles. 
uh, Drift, like, what's your overall opinion of the NC State game? I just I felt like it was a uh, another lackluster performance from our from our defense. It's kind of a common theme where you know we go into these bigger games or these better opponents, I guess. Uh, you know, looking for a win. It was like that with Louisville. It was like that here again at NC State. Uh, and the defense just crumbles. Like I, it was probably one of the worst. It was a it was probably one of the worst defenses performances I've seen in a minute. Because it's like we knew Louisville had a good offense. We knew Florida State had a good offense, but NC State has had a terrible offense this whole year. Thought it'd be a close, low scoring game, but we just got absolutely cooked. And so, uh, definitely a little concerning. Uh, I mean, we have a bunch of defense coordinator, defensive coaches on the staff, and can't seem to put it Lost. together. So. They was there's lost, that, yeah. That game, that was the first game where I questioned and because I'm not a question coaches guy, I'm not a blame coaches, I'm not a fire coaches guy. I look at the execution and I always say, I've said it on this podcast, so in Don V Fridays in the past, that when when guys are out of position or 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 like it seemed like they throwing to wide open dudes. That that is coaching. That that's yes. that's not you know. This wasn't yes. missed tackles, even though there was some missed tackles. This isn't blown coverage. This is we ain't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, we now, know. And, go ahead. And that's the most frustrating part. I mean, kind of consistently leaving some of their best players wide open. You know, like you said, like missing assignments, players hitting the same gaps, like not holding responsibilities. I mean, these are. Should be basic things, you know. Especially, I mean, you're playing at the end of the season at home, senior day. Like the amount of mistakes that they had uh, on defense, it's just a little concerning. I don't know. I just I feel like with this staff, we should be in a better spot. You know, I, I if you're gonna lose that game, you're gonna lose it in a close way, um, at the wire. Like it's not gonna be a blowout. And I thought that was just you know like kind of the worst. Definitely made me think we took a step back. Um, so yeah, it was it was tough to watch, honestly. And the game was over at halftime. I mean, they scored again. It was wasn't uh yeah, it, it was pretty good. much over. All the stuff we did in that second half and fourth quarter was all garbage time. I mean, I'm pretty I didn't listen to the I'm I didn't listen to no post game, but I'm pretty sure Brent Proud was like the guy's fault. I love the way the guy's fault. Whatever yeah, the fault. same shit. I mean, same shout shit. out to Brent. This ain't no I ain't got no smoke for you, Brent, but you say the same shit. Um, the Concepcion kid, bro. I don't want to face no more fucking Latino running backs, bro. First Guarendo from Louisville, and now Concepcion from from NC State, bro. No more Latino running backs, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, uncle, bro. I don't want no trouble, man. I don't want no trouble. Shout out to the Latinos, man. They're taking over the sport, or they're taking over the position. Yeah. Um. It's definitely yeah, became yeah. A, a common theme of, of Virginia Tech's season to kind of face plant against these better teams. Um I you know, I I don't think I don't think we have a necessarily a good win yet. And we've looked we haven't even looked competitive in most of the games that we should have. I mean, I'll give them Florida State, but Louisville, NC State, uh just even Rutgers you can throw in there, like it's it's not looking good. Yeah, it was it was a it was a nasty performance. Um this we have an offense where and and 
I don't, I don't want to make it all bad because the defense, you know, y'all get the F for the day. If I can grade, just we're going to grade on a macro level. I'll get a defense the F for the day. But offense, they did, we did show some explosive plays and some creativity and some playmakers, albeit garbage time and NC State sleep at the wheel and shit. Yeah. But XTB is going to be a force going forward. Um, you saw the speed, you saw him flash, mm-hmm. and uh, and hey, Daquan Felton, hey, you can cook the books in a blowout loss, too. Them stats still count, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, he cooked the books a little bit. Hey, shout out to Daquan Felton, man. So, yeah. I'll get an off, I'll get an offensive B minus. What's your I, overall grades? I, I'll go with uh, I'll go with a, a B for the offense. Like they they started pretty slow. But they picked it up, and they just couldn't get any help from the defense. Uh, and, that, and that defense definitely go with an F. But I, I definitely didn't think we would be going into the UVA week saying that we were more confident in the offense than the defense. <laughs> I I didn't think that would be the case. But here we are. I actually, I actually really like our offense where we're at. But if our defense can't stop anybody, it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, we got, a, we got a decent little pass offense we're going up against this week. OG, your UVA, what y'all the who's the calves? What do y'all what's y'all pronouns, bro? Man, you already know. I them, don't know. What is it? them, thine, who's? All right, well, your who's you y'all played Duke. Y'all played Duke. Give us a rundown of the Duke game. Um, y'all was at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, y'all uh, was at I, home. Give us yeah, the rundown yeah. of the Duke yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, quick rundown was, I mean, pretty much it's been – it was the same team that they've been all season, you know what I'm saying? They ain't do nothing spectacular. They ain't do nothing outside of themselves. They just didn't shoot themselves in the foot and found a way to win the game, you know what I'm saying? The young boy at quarterback, the freshman, the young boy, hey, look, he nice. He got next. He got next. So, you know what I'm saying, pretty much – they just went out there and they held their own. They 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 did what they needed to do. They should have won the game anyway. You know what I'm saying? Duke ain't had no Riley Leonard. So they, they okay. needed to keep foot on that. And they did just that. The young boy ain't throw no picks. Young boy threw for like almost 300 yards. Had almost a hundred yards rushing. Hey, hey, he's a he's a he's a he's a true dual threat. True, true blue dual threat. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? They look good. They look they look good. Yeah, that was a that was a big win. We was talking before we uh started recording and I, I, I say I said it privately, so I'll say it publicly because I'm I a public person. You know what I'm saying? The, so no, the let, me, question, let me get this let me get ahead. this off though before you ask the question. And I said UVA's two out of day three wins were more impressive than all of Virginia Tech's five wins where we beat ODU, Syracuse, Wake, uh, Boston College, Pitt. Boston College and Pitt. And UVA beat Duke without Riley Leonard, albeit, but Duke is a good program and a good team. And UNC, which is probably the third, is probably is more than likely the third best team in the conference. So right. they got the bigger wins. Signature wins, while Virginia Tech has more wins, you know, quality over quantity, I guess. What was the question you was about to ask, though? 
So the question that I had had was, you know what I'm saying, y'all general feeling, seeing y'all team, you know what I'm saying, through the season, you know what I'm saying, through y'all highs and y'all lows, how do y'all feel coming into this game about, you know what I'm saying, your sense of belief into this game where you need this game to win? We'll go first, Drew. I I think it's it's tough to say because you know Virginia Tech has been two different teams for you know the whole season, um, and I you know like you know like we were just saying like their wins aren't impressive, but they've been impressive in their wins against bad teams. Uh, you really just don't know how they're going to show up. I mean, uh, you know, one week the offense will put it together and the defense will look great, and then the next week uh, the defense will be Swiss cheese. They'll look like an FCS squad and. You know, the offense doesn't get rolling till the second half, and it's a blowout. Um, it's tough to say. I think this Brent Pry team has trouble with preparation, and um, I, you know, going into this game, it is a big game. I don't know if it if it always was going to shape up to be a big game, but I think now it is because Virginia Tech needs to get to six wins, and they're at five. So, um, I don't feel very confident uh, going into this matchup. I just think it's. You know, UVA's got a lot to play for. Virginia Tech does as well, but I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tough one. And, and uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good players UVA's got. So, um, you know, if you would have asked me this three or four weeks ago, I would probably would have had a different answer. But I, I just can't – I can't figure out how this team's going to show up, you know, week in and week out. And so it's hard for me to say. But I'll pass it to Vito. And until – until UVA proves that they are over the Tech Demons, I'ma always be confident that that's a W that's in the that's in the that's in the books. I mean, it goes back, and and I know we didn't we didn't joked about this the left tackle screen pass for days, years. We didn't joked about this shit, but I felt like that was a result of the demons creeping in, y'all. That year had. For legit weapons. Like y'all could have went anywhere with the ball, but you went to the tackle. And I just felt like that was UVA beating themselves over Virginia Tech winning the game. You, you fucked around and gave JC Price three, four, five more years of, of employment that he probably wasn't even about to have after that. But that's one of those uh I guess that's one of those. It's a parallel universe where, you know, smarter heads prevail and Bronco probably still has a job. UVA is probably the trajectory. Y'all was about to become one of the best in the conference. And then they just went to shit. Like the goofy shit he was doing was working. You know, it was goofy as hell. And it was Fuente level goofiness. But for UVA, it was working. So. It's a parallel universe somewhere where Bronco is up there with Dabo and them, and JC Price is in FCS somewhere. So I wish I, 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 w- I wish all of the best. <laughs> um, I wish all of them the best. He called it, so you deal with the consequences. <laughs> you feel me? You called that dumb shit, so you get the you get the bask in your in the glory. I and needed him to call that the, last. And week. all the greatness, all the greatness for that one year. Hey, look, if it weren't for Bryce Perkins, it was a whole lot of five and fives in there. 
whole lot of them. How about the year y'all did beat us? Yeah, if it won for Bryce 2019. Perkins, yeah, if we, without Bryce Perkins in that equation, if they don't get Bryce, uh, it, it, that whole stigma changes. His system and this and that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get all of that. But from to answer my own question, you know what I'm saying? I'd I be I'm feeling more confident as ever. Seeing this team from week one to now be consistent every single week. Like when we went out there and beat UNC and it was ranked 10, it was just like the same team that came out, we beat Duke. And we, we ain't do nothing miraculous, you feel me? They right. came out every single week. You know what I'm saying? We they we should have beat Boston College. We should have beat NC State. We should have beat Louisville. We should have <laughs> beat Miami. You know what I'm saying? That's your learning how to win. But every single one of them games, they have been the same consistent team that plays good offense and good defense. It's crazy enough as yeah. it is. The we is two and eight for sure. I wear that. But shit, I I for what is two and eight going in the young team, I take all that. I'm gonna take all that shit. So yeah, I, I, mean, I, I feel super confident as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, going into this game. And, you know, we, you're right. We was habitually doing goofy shit. Had, had clocks up and shit. Counting down to catching L's and shit. Got coaches tweeting online and shit, talking shit during COVID. Then you turn around and get beat. Like, come on, cuz. No, man, no, uh, uh, no. This this ain't that same shit. I can just I feel that shit all the way around. With all the on the field and off the field shit that this team has had to deal with and manage to play consistent football every single week, confidence through the roof. That we gonna I know I know one thing, we gonna show up. Offense gonna score points. And defense gonna do some things, you feel me? So yeah, defense, I, I do believe that they ain't doing shit. I mean that defense, that defense ain't doing a motherfucker. Not against no Karen Jones, but we gonna get into the game. We gonna get into the game, but first, me and Drift gotta get into these last. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the last, the last, the last. I don't know, it's a lot of truth. The truths. We'll get into of, these. There's, there's a lot of green on this. There's a lot of green on this one. Yeah, a lot of, of truths. A lot of truths. After I went one and seven. The redemption tool started, bro, because I don't be doing that one and seven shit. Not at all. Not at all. We're going to run down these quickly and then we're going to get into the picks. And then we're going to talk about this UVA VT game, this matchup. We're going to start with Boston College at Pitt. Driff and Joe lied. They took Boston College. Me and Trey told the truth. We took the Pitt Panthers. I didn't watch one snap of that game. I couldn't tell you how it unfolded or how it even went. But I just, me and Trey went with Pitt. The truth for the week, we got two, three truths of the week. The truth four. for the week. We got four of them. <laughs> four truths. Of, yeah, goddamn. The, one of, one, four truths of the week. Louisville and Miami. It's falling completely off the rails for Miami. Um. The thing about Miami, and, and we all ACC people here, we all used to we all used to play Miami every year. The thing about Miami is when once November hits, if they not riding high by the end, they seasons tend to fall apart. Um, like they can be they, Miami. Every Miami team, even the worst Miami teams, 
have great Septembers, you know, whatever. Right. They have great Septembers. They have good Octobers. They might slip once or twice. And then once they once the, they start losing it and it gets into like ACC play in November, they can have 50 NFL guys or whatever. It's like if that shit fall apart, that they that they know how to fall apart. Yeah. Like when when they not motivated, when the players ain't playing for shit, like it's it gets nasty over there. So truth of the week, Louisville. Second truth of the week, we all took the Utah Utes. Um, that seemed like an easy play, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, Utah's been playing well. Arizona, unproven. Spread yeah, the yeah. Spread Shout out easy. to Arizona. Shout out to Jed Fish. Duke, the Duke UVA game. OG touched on that game earlier. Me and Trey had UVA. Did Trey follow? Did Trey just follow my shit? You <laughs> <laughs> Me and, me and Trey had UVA Duke, uh, Drift and Joe Lad. They had Duke. Another truth for the week: the whole staff had Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, hey man, Tennessee looking like Hendon Hooker merchants, bro. Like yeah, and Jalen Hyatt merchants, and Jalen Hyatt merchants. And we was told, we was even told by other Hokie fans who just could not. Fathom seeing Hendon Hooker play well. That oh, the system, it's the system, and and uh, and the hypo system make anybody look good. And Joe Milton is just gonna continue balling. Nah, bro, that was him. That was the Hendon Hooker show. Because respect on that name. The lie of the week. Drift, you went against Clemson, my boy. You know better. <laughs> Drift went against. Hey, I, I really, uh, <laughs> I, I glitched out this week. I went against UVA and then I went against Clemson. It was, uh, I was thinking too hard. I was trying to, I was trying to find some wins and I, and I really, I really lost. So it was bad for me. I'm telling you, I had a bad week. I had, I've had a bad week. <laughs> Our Clemson Tigers finally got off the, the against the spread schneid and they, Put it together. They finally that defense. Hey, that Clemson defense is good, man. I don't know what they're doing on offense, but that defense keep is keeping them in games. And um Drift had the Tar Heels. He lied. The final truth for the week. We all had Washington over Oregon State. Uh shout out to Michael Penix. It's either him or Jaden Daniels for the Heisman. Um to put it simply. And I'll ask this question to the panel that we got here tonight. You got Jaden Daniels, who's the best player in the country. And then you got Michael Penix, who's the best player on the best team as far as as your Heisman candidates. Now, this is my word. Of, this is my uh, rule of thumb when it comes to picking Heisman and MVPs. I'm not against picking the best player on the best team. But if there is a player that's doing otherworldly shit as far as statistics, I'll give that person a nod too. So I'll ask you guys. Or if y'all might got a different, y'all might got Bo Nix or somebody else. But, you know, it's probably going to come down to Daniels and Penix. But uh, if you voted today, who will win the Hasman Trophy? I'm going Daniels. I think if you put Daniels on Washington's team, they're going to be – they're still going to be in the same place they're at. 
I think LSU's had a terrible defense this whole year and some tough games, but I think Daniels has been the, the better player of the two. I'm going uh Penix, man. I'm going Michael Penix. If any other, I feel like if any other these quarterbacks was on Washington and it was his face instead of Penix, that they, they'd be all over. If Bo if Bo Nix had Washington doing this and he had those numbers, they'd be all over at times ten. He'd be all over the shows. So I I think uh, for me I'm going Penix, but Jaden Daniels definitely deserved to be there. He has earned every right to be there. Marvin Harrison Jr. He earned the right to be there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, who was that? Who that last person you said? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's uh the wide receiver at Ohio State. Never heard of him. Never <laughs> heard that. Never heard you that learned. name in my life. Never heard you that learned. name in my life. You know, never heard that name before. So, so he's a junior. So there's a senior somewhere. Oh well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I don't know them people. Um, you talking about number eighteen from Ohio State? Yeah, he pretty. I don't know no M H Junior. I don't know them people. Um, <laughs> if I was picking a Hasman, like I said, I've been going back and forth in my own head because, like I said. You got the best player on the best team, which is probably which is more than likely Penix, and then you got the best player. I've I've seen Lamar Jackson win a Hasman. Louisville had like three or some losses. I've seen RG three win a Hasman. Hell, he was out for injury in some games. He didn't even play every game that year. Johnny Manziel won a Hasman. They probably went to the Chick Fil A Bowl or some shit. So it 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 ain't a requirement to be in a national title picture to win the Hasman. You just got to be the most electric. Um, I probably, I probably would give it to Penix. Um, if they gave it to Daniels, I wouldn't step out like this is an outrage. Cause yeah, me neither. Yeah, you know, I feel Daniels like, is hooping. Like yeah, Daniels is really Daniels had one bad game, which was that Florida State game. But other than that, he been on bullshit all year. And that's like two years back to back though. Too, he been on bullshit. Yeah, he was on some bullshit last year too. Yeah. For for he real, bullshit. he was on bullshit, and and for voters, for Hasman voters, you know a lot of them gonna say he doing it in the SEC. You know, there's a SEC. You know, they grading scale is a little little different, even though the Pac-12 is the toughest conference in the country. That's facts. The Pac-12 is the toughest conference this year in their final year. They the t- the Pac-12 top to bottom is the better conference, but doing it in the SEC, doing it on CBS at three thirty, it just hit a little different. Um, a lot of college football people are traditionalists. Y'all know how that shit go. Um, I'm saying all that to say I'm trying to avoid the fact that we all fucking lied about VT. They got their asses kicked. Do not let that final score lie to you. NC State beat the shit out of us. The score should have been like. 50-something to 14, but hey, every touchdown counts. That's why it's called cooking the books. Let's move on. We're going to make, we're going to put together a nice little play for y'all. We are in what? Week 13, I believe. We are. Week 13. The season's over. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Um, It seemed like just yesterday was week zero. It was crazy. Um, 
We got we got Drift, we got OG in the building, no Joe, no Trey. You know, they called out on us and Trey didn't even call out. Trey just said, fuck this 4L shit. I was going to tell you off the rip that was a pass interference. You know what's up. You know what's up, my dog. <laughs> yeah, Trey, Trey said, fuck this 4L shit, bro. Um, he hit the one and done. He, he did the one and done. Hey, man, that's the thing about potting, bro. Like, you got to do that shit every week. That shit, you be like, God damn. And speaking of motherfuckers that don't pod, bro, is the Hill podcast still a podcast, bro? Yeah, bro. You said I was only going to do three. I did four, five this season. I got one coming this week. Oh, man. It's hard out here for a pimp solo working on his phone with three kids, with three young blickers. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Four Hill got got perfect attendance. We got some nice things coming, though. I got some help coming. This is the bigger thing. Four L got perfect attendance. Nah, that don't mean I got perfect attendance. See, or Joe got perfect then. attendance. I then. But right, well, we know why Joe called out today. We know why Joe called out every week this season. I missed one episode. Yeah, I was legit. I was legit sick. Joe probably legit sick too. Man, I missed like from the bye week on. Shit, nigga, I ain't gonna hold it. I be hey, nigga. Hey, look, I be skipping school. On, on everything, <laughs> it's hard to pot alone. Like when you pot with somebody else, what, you, man, you know that. You I'm, know using, I'm on my yeah. phone on the porch right now with her in the background. Like she's got to get her to go to bed. You got to put her to bed. <laughs> they are because that young age, y'all. So that shit hard. You know what I'm saying? It ain't yeah, never a good uh, time. I, I used know. to pot by my. I did Don V Fridays by myself for like two, three seasons, bro. Yeah, I, and you think about it, shit, man. What, what we? I was doing the joint on YouTube first, and then was doing a joint with OVA for a couple yeah, years. The OVA. Like, All right, that joint too way too complicated now by yourself for me anyway, and so that's why I'm, I, we got some shit coming that's gonna help out with that though. Yeah, I got some shit going. All right, we gonna get to week thirteen, and then we gonna talk about this. Uh. Rivalry week, this 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 Commonwealth Cup game. We're gonna start with Ohio State at Michigan. We all know, we all know what the uh, we all know what the headlines are. Jim Jim Harbaugh suspended. He can't be on the sidelines. He ain't go to court. The NCAA got another punishment waiting on his ass. We we know that we know we've been we've been through all we've been through it all. We've been through it all. Now, what they call that shit? The game? What they call that shit? The big game or some dumb shit? The, the game. The, the game. The game. Because they game. act like they shit don't stink. Or these the blue blood programs, they invented rivalries, I guess. They can't call this shit the border war or some dumb shit. Like everybody else got a name. Commonwealth Cup, Red River Shootout, uh Sunshine Showdown, all that dumb shit. No, nah, not these motherfuckers. I don't it's know. Special. They might. I don't know if they got a, a traditional name. Like I think it's. Day. I think it's just the game or some shit like, some shit like that. But uh, Michigan is three and a half point favorites. They got no coach. Um, Ohio State on the road. They lost two straight to Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
Yep. It's probably going to be the most watched game probably this weekend in all football. All that some NFL shit. Probably this year. It on, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely this year. Probably the national championship is going to outdo it, but that's it. Um, I'm going to start this one off, bro. Give me the Buckeyes, man. I'm taking Ohio State. I think, oh, I think, yeah. I think, I think Ohio State. I think, I think Jim Harbaugh got away with not being able to coach last week. Michigan survived Maryland, and um, I think, I think they're gonna need his presence. There. he ain't gonna be able to provide it. Drift, what you got? I'm rolling with OSU as well. Uh, they've been playing well. I mean, they they started the season a little shaky, but they've been putting shit together recently. Uh, so. Rolling with the Buckeyes, I think it's time for Michigan. I think I think what they've done is gonna is gonna bite them in the ass eventually. I think it's either gonna be this week or you know. I mean, I I just think you can't get away with something like that. So, I think the OSU win is on the way. OG, uh, for me, I'm going with the boys in who the boys in blue. I'm going with Michigan, man. I think uh, even though Harbaugh's not there, you know, I read a good article that said, you know. When the head coach ain't there, when you think about it, the head coach really don't do shit. But prior to the game, give you your little rah rah speech. You know what I'm saying? Maybe manage timeouts if if the coordinators ain't up to par. Have to manage the timeouts. You know what I'm saying? And then halftime, give you a little pep speech, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? I think if they would have got rid of a coordinator or something like that, uh, a position coach then it would be a problem at Michigan. But they hey, they are trained, dog. They are trained. I like their quarterback lined up versus Ohio State quarterback. I think Michigan's defense is going to get my boy uh, Travion Henderson. Shout out 804. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. Hopewell VA. He going he gonna to do his thing. Blake Corum going to do his thing. That that tandem that Michigan has in the backfield is I'm enough to, to, yeah. yes, to wear down on a team. Now, I can ask both of y'all an honest question. You know what I'm saying? Tell me one for real star on Ohio State defense. Yeah, well, I, I got none. <laughs> and, we, and, and we've all, hey, you hey, know what I'm saying? And hey, I thought about give me that one, earlier. Give me one on Michigan's defense. You right. They Collectively, they, you right. You right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They, got, they do have a bunch of corners. I know they got a lot of corners that's going in the league. Yeah, they put like three in the league last year. DJ, for, DJ Turner went, but as far as you know, what I'm saying having them all Americans that we've really known Ohio State to have those traditional defensive ends and defensive linemen. You know what I'm saying? They they ain't really got them right now. So I think this is another opportunity for Michigan to sustain here and go up two and zero in their little rivalry, though. I'm gonna go no, Michigan. Maybe a three zero. Oh yeah, three zero, three zero. Excuse me. Three zero, three zero. Since Ryan Day came in, and yeah, I think yeah. things things for Ryan Day and Ohio State would definitely get a little uh, shaky if he loses because Ohio State's fan base is not. Uh, they're not gonna wait around. Like they need to beat Michigan. That's their that's their standard, and they were calling to fire him last year after that loss. So if they go down three zero. Um, it, it's gonna be tough for him coming back. So I, 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 it's a tough game. Bad because the loser is probably still in the playoff picture. Like they ain't gonna the lose unless it's a blowout. The loser ain't dropping past five, and then at the championship week, you got motherfuckers that can lose and all this other shit. 
I, I wouldn't crash out. If I was a loser of any, either team, I wouldn't crash out and want to fire coaches just yet because you more than likely still back in the playoffs. Right, but like as like Ohio State fans, bro, like they they're just so they're so dead set on Michigan, and for Ryan Day to not beat Michigan yet, it, oh yeah, they, but, just, but they you can't. Can damn sure still win a natty and shut all that shit right up. Right, right, no, for sure, I, I definitely agree they with probably you. Probably should have won a natty last year. Oh, for sure, yeah, they beat they beat Georgia. They win the natty for sure. They should have. If the killer's son didn't get hurt, right. You know, I mean the allegedly. Uh, matter of fact, I don't even know them people. But um, yeah. So moving on, Oregon State at Oregon. Bo Nix has had the. This is the <laughs> Bo Nix Senior Day. Bo Nix been a senior for four years. Um, <laughs> just the Bo Nix Senior Day. Bo Nix Legacy Game. Bo Nix is a Hasman finalist, more than likely. Oregon State pulling up. Shout out to DJU. He been struggling. Um, I, I guess DJU got more eligibility if he wanted to go be a COVID merchant like everybody else. But um, <laughs> Oregon is 13 and a half point favorites at home. We're going to start with Drift. What you got in this game? I'm taking I'm taking Oregon State in this one. Hey, they look they look pretty they look pretty competitive against Washington. They lost by two. Mm-hmm. Uh Oregon just as good, and they're on the road this week. But uh, yeah, Oregon State's always been one of those programs that struggled against their their in-state rival, and uh, they've been building they've been building a program. So I think this is, I think this is when they make a, a statement and get a, maybe a win. But I think at least they cover that thirteen and a half. OG, I'm going Oregon State too. I feel like the hype around Bo Nix is the same hype around Justin Herbert. They can they can they can sell that mid somewhere else. I'm just not a believer in all of that. I know Herbo's pretty nice, bro. Nah. Are you talking about Herb on when he was when he was at Oregon? Or are you talking? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, you when there. he was at Oregon. Nah, he 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 doing real good now. You know, now he got that that good NFL tutelage, but he's still pretty mid. He got Kellen Moore now, which makes him even better. So. You know, shout out Kellen Moore. I'm gonna take Bluefield. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ducks. I'm gonna take the Ducks, man. I think I think Bo Nix gonna show out. I think Bo Nix gonna put on the show. He had some crazy like what like six touchdowns in the first half last week. I think Bo Nix on his bullshit. And little did I know, which I didn't even know, I didn't know that in his final year of the Pac-12 that as we know it. They don't have divisions anymore. So Oregon and Washington is about to play each other again. Um, that's a big W for the Pac-12 because Utah is a good program, and shout out to Utah. But I think the the world would love to see a Utah, I mean a Washington, Oregon re- rematch. Um, oh, yeah. because uh, Dan Landing fucking fucked the game up last time, and I had money on that shit. Um, I don't I don't remember what play I made. I probably just had Oregon outright and Dan Lennon tricked it. So I think they would love another shot at U dub. So give me the ducks. I think they know what's on the line. The the Florida, the the what do they call that shit? The Sunshine State Showdown. I think the Oregon State Oregon game is called the Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. I'd be knowing these names for some reason. 
But uh, the sunshine, the sunshine showdown or whatever. Florida State, no Jordan Travis. He got uh injured against that game against North Alabama or whoever they was playing. Florida's coming off the back-breaking loss where they gave up fourth and 17 to Luther Burden, bro. That was nonsense. It's on OG this time. Florida State, six-and-a-half-point favorites, no starting quarterback on the road. Who you got? Man, let me take Florida here, man. Let me Florida. It's on me next. I'm also taking Florida. I think Florida State will win, but taking a backup QB into a rivalry environment, I feel like I feel like Florida's gonna make it a hell of a game. And Florida got talent. They just find ways to lose in creative ways every week. Drift, what you got? Oh man, this is, this is a tough one. Florida State's been recruiting really well, and they have some great quarterbacks behind Jordan Travis. I don't know if they're ready yet. I'm gonna go no, Florida. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> now they quarterback. Uh, that that might turn out to be a lie of the week candidate, but we shall see. The UNC at NC State. NC State coming off their national title game. They beat the shit out of us. Um, UNC is three point favorites on the road. It's on me. Give me the Tar Heels. Uh, Tar Heels gonna bounce back, especially after last week's embarrassing. Um, after that, after that showing that embarrassing showing last week, Drift, what you got? I'm gonna go NC State on this one. NC State wants to win more than UNC wants to win, and um, I think they have they got more hearts at home, good environment, going with the rally, rally roosters, <laughs> the rally roosters, the rally coyotes. OG, what you got? I'm gonna go NC State here, man. Peyton Wilson and the boys. They're going to tell Drake Man them up. Drake Man, he ready there. He ready to be in Chicago. He ready to be a bear. Shout out to Drake May. The Battle of the Bluegrass State. The, 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 what's my man? The, the, what's my man? The, the, the Rick Patino Bowl. <laughs> Rick Patino Bowl. The Rick Patino Bowl. Kentucky at. Louisville, Louisville. I gotta say their name right. They beat the shit out of us. Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville is a touchdown favorite. Seven points. Seven whole point favorite. Kentucky on the road. Drift, what you got? I'm going with Kentucky on this one. Uh these, this game is always close. And uh I don't know if Louisville is, is really that good. And so we'll we'll see how they how they play up against an SEC team, but I'm thinking Kentucky covers. OG, OG died. I think OG died. When we wait for OG, I'll give mass. Yeah, give me Louisville. Give me Louisville. Uh, I'm I'm a roll with the Cardinals. I, you know, they already solidified their place at the uh, ACC championship game. Yep. This game – re- oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no go, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, this game doesn't mean a whole lot to them other than, like, where they could potentially fall for their bowl game because uh, they're not – probably not going to be a playoff team. Uh, if they beat Florida State, it'll probably be the whole, like, oh, Florida State doesn't have their starting quarterback, whatever. So, 
this is just the difference between a New Year's six or something else. Right. And I think Florida State and Louisville have both played well enough that they'll probably both get NY six. You know, obviously because you got Ohio State, Michigan might they might both be in right the playoff. It's, you know how that type of shit shake out. So, uh, yeah, they 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 are playing for you know maybe which NY six. I don't know which NY six are the playoffs this year because it rotates. But um, traditionally the ACC sends teams to the Orange Bowl, but um, I'm not sure if that's the playoff game this year or not. It's uh, it's not. So this year's is the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the uh playoff games. Um, so, and, and the predictions are Georgia versus Florida state for the Rose bowl and then sugar bowl, Michigan, Ohio state. But now with, now with Florida state kind of out, if, you know, Jordan Travis is done, which he is, I could see Michigan, Ohio state, and then Washington, maybe in that other spot. And then you got Florida state, um, and, and Louisville in there, they have Louisville going to the orange bowl right now, but maybe, I don't know, maybe you get. Florida State in the Peach Bowl or some shit. I, I don't know where they. I don't know where they'd fit right. in to be honest. Right, they'll make all that shit work, and then with the opt outs and all that shit, they'll be glorified practices anyway. So right. Oh, scrim glorified scrimmages. OG, are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Putting the kid to bed. <laughs> you good? Uh, I'm go Louisville. He roll. Okay, he rolling with the Cardinals. The Battle of the Palmetto State. You do. You really do know all these names. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, they're simple names, a lot of them. (laughs) The Battle of the Paul Meadows date. You got Clemson at South Carolina. Shane Beamer's fighting for his life. Um, He beat Clemson last year. But um, South Carolina fans, man, they they don't give a fuck, bro. They, They trying to be great. They don't, you know, they've been struggling and shit. Uh, it's on OG to go first this time. Clemson is seven point favorites on the road. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going Clemson. South Carolina look ridiculous. They look terrible. It's on me. I always pick Clemson, bro. I'm just, I'm just I can't duck Clemson. I can't duck Clemson. I driven. Okay, I'm, I'm going Clemson too. This is this is another truth of the week. Uh, Clemson's got something for him after last year. Definitely got some for the ass. Um, Dabo seems to be re-energized. He, he got that energy back. Since he got a tour with that caller on the radio show, Dabo been on his bullshit, man. Dabo he's, been he's back. back on his bullshit. He's back. That's the type. You know, you know, some people be, you know, like when they don't got no enemy or when they ain't right. got nothing. They need something. Some people need an enemy. Some people need somebody to prove wrong, to to. They need that motivation. Yeah. I feel like Brent Pride is at his best when the fans is at his ass. Right. Shit, we, we loving him up and oh my God, Brent, you're one of us. He gets it. They, you get that shit you get last week. Right. But now with a little bit of, you know. A little bit of slander goes a long way. A little bit of slander. They see you know they come out fired up. So <laughs> coaches be needing enemies, bro. That's why coaches do dumb shit. Like, 
to keep a team motivated. Like I remember Hampton High School, you know what I'm saying? My boy played for Heritage High School in Newport News, Virginia, right? And they was playing Hampton High School. And Hampton's logo is the Crabbers. I mean, that's their mascot, the Crabbers. And um, they got this saying in Hampton, if you went to Hampton, you can't you can't crush a crab. That's what everybody that went to Hampton say. And the coach for Heritage, he put a live crab in a paper bag. And he put it in the bag and he stomped on the fucking crab in front of the team and shit. <laughs> Just dumb shit. Like, coaches be on... Yo, coaches are literally psychotic, bro. Yeah, they are. But my, <laughs> my my coach in high school, he said to us going into our playoff game, my like freshman year, he goes, All we need is three yards every play. You get three yards, I'll go for it on fourth down and get one yard, we'll get first down. He's like, It's all I need the whole game. We got blown out. <laughs> <laughs> we got beat to shit. We lost we lost like fifty-five to nothing. It was terrible. Hey, coaches be fucking crazy, bro. You have they gotta be. They deal with they do deal with a lot of shit. And to get to get to that spot where you're a coach at that level, you've seen a lot of crazy shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it turns them, it turns them into something else. It turns them into something else. All right, the battle for the Commonwealth Cup. I think Smithfield is, Smithfield is the sponsor. It's ironic. I'm working at Smithfield, Virginia tomorrow. Ironic. For real. Yeah, you're gonna be all there by that family dollar, damn dollar, that family dollar, dollar tree. They do got a family dollar, dollar tree. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be over there by like Carlton, though. I ain't gonna be, I know Uh exactly. Shout out to Smithfield, bro. Shout out to everybody working at Smithfield, bro. Shout out to all, shout out to all the hoes working on the kill line, coming home smelling like bacon. Shout out to all y'all. Shout out to everybody working at Smithfield, bro. I don't want no smoke, bro. I don't uh, even eat bacon and shit no more, but keep packing that shit up, bro. Y'all doing the Commonwealth a good service. Yeah, because I need it. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Commonwealth Cup bought to you by Smithfield. Shout out to Smithfield. Go to Smithfield. Oh, well, I don't say go to Smithfield, but at your local grocery stores, get your Smithfield bacon, your sausage. Yeah, these niggas still make bologna. I we was I was I grew up in a Gwaltney family. I don't know about the Smithfield shit, bro. But um, we got the Commonwealth Cup, man. Virginia Tech, UVA, bro. The game actually has a purpose. UVA is coming off one of their only wins of the season. I was their biggest win. One of their only wins of the season, but goddamn it, they won. And Virginia Tech is playing for their bowl lives, bowl eligibility. Coming into the season, most rational Virginia Tech fans said we was a 6-6 six and six team. And that's on the line. All that's on the line. Uh, this win could carry both programs a long way. Tony Elliott could use the win, for real, for real. It could buy him some more years uh, winning this game. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pass it to OG. He's the guest. What's what's the what's the impact players that UV that Virginia Tech needs to be on on lookout for? Like who absolutely we need to keep our eyeballs on uh, coming into this game? Uh, of course, Malik Washington. You know he'll be out there the receiver. You know you got the quarterback Calandria. 
know what I'm saying? You want to go to the defensive side, number five, the young boy, the freshman, Cam Robinson. They're going to be piped and ready. They're going to be the ones you need to watch for. Y'all here in the background. That's my daughter, you know what I'm saying? I got to put them to sleep right now. But same thing we finna do to y'all this week, you know what I'm saying? Put the kids to bed. Just that type of thing, you know what I mean? Put the kids to bed as he's putting his. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for real, the freshman quarterback, he is fun to watch. He has been the, the most funnest player I've got to witness at UVA in a long, long time. Yeah, I a mean, long we, time. We kind of could say the same about drones a little bit. I mean, we bo- both these teams came in the season with different quarterbacks. Uh, we both got exciting quarterbacks coming in this game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the good thing about us was even if it was musket, musket has been just as consistent. So you know that just proved to Tony being right to what he saw in the monomyth and the. Middle Tennessee quarterback, you know what I mean. He and they told you it was a quarterback battle, and it legit was. Musket did his thing. He beat he beat number ten Carolina. Yep, that's Musket. That's Musket so, did. So yeah, I mean, he he was telling the truth. So I like what they got. You know, they building off that, and they've been consistent all year. So I like them guys. That's that's our guys. Yet y'all need to watch. Well, the impact guys on the other side of the field, the guys that's going to be wearing, well, we're going to be wearing white, but maroon, probably maroon pants and a maroon helmet, is you definitely got to be on the lookout for, I mean, Kyron drones, obviously, but everybody know what's rooting tooting. I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with the statistics, but I'm pretty sure Bayshaw tooting is, all ACC, whether that's first, second, third, honorable mention, Bayshaw too. He's he, he got to get some type of love for uh in that running back conversation. Um, and then and then there's Daquan Felton, who at the beginning of the season he was supposed to be like wide receiver two, the red zone threat, the third down guy, and with. And with Ali Jennings going down as early as he did, it forced Felton into not only the wide receiver one role, but more so like the go-to guy. Like he he kind of became Caleb Smith from last year. Yeah. And um I feel like and he's a big threat. I mean, he's a big target. He's a guy you gotta keep your eyes on at all times. But the X factor is Jalen Lane, fast lane. Um, he's the guy that you just get the ball in his hands and he can score from anywhere on the field. He can score from any way on the field, jet sweep, uh, running back toss, over routes, slant routes. Like once he get the ball in his hands, that's when the magic starts. So we got impact players, um, definitely on offense. On defense, it's Antoine Powell rattling. Uh, our secondary, we got probably the best secondary in the, in the ACC. I'm going to stamp this shit. I'm going to stand on that business. Uh, Louisville got a decent little secondary. Duke got a little shum shum. But uh, I, I'll take my guys before I take any other group. Uh, oh, yeah. Monsoor Delane out here deleting tweets and shit, you know. That's concerning. But 
he still got to play. It is what it is. Uh, but I would say Antoine Powell Rowland on defense, he's the one man that's probably going to receive the most attention from UVA's offensive line. As he should, because when he has good games, his team generally is at their best. So, you know, if if APR starts going and, and starts racking up sacks, uh, that's when this team takes off. But when he's been silent, it's been bad news. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um let's go on to some some matchups, I guess more so position by position, and then we're gonna pick this game and get up out of here. So quarterbacks. You got Anthony Calandria. I hope I pronounced that right. And then you got Kyron Drones. Calandria is pretty I mean, for a young player. I, and Drones is young too. I know he's in his third year, but this is like his what eighth, ninth career start coming up. So yeah. they both don't have all the experience in the world coming into this. I would, I would probably call quarterbacks even. We'll say y'all. Yeah, I can go with even. I can. I do mean, that. even even though, like you said, he's been in college for three years and he buying cigarettes and shit if he wanted to. And AC can't can't even vote yet. You feel me? It's, it, it's, it is even, which is a lot to say for the young boy. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's dead even on. I mean, they both have they're both dual threat quarterbacks. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air. Uh, they'll definitely it'll definitely be a fun matchup between both of them on on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. I, I think both of them. Equally exciting. They got both programs excited about where it's going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This just this just gonna be this this just the icing on the cake, you feel me? But from what you saw and what on y'all side and what I saw on my side, we seen enough to know where this bill where this bitch going. You feel me? So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I feel that it's even. Running backs now. I think this is easy. I think this is easy. I think when it, when it comes to Toot and Malachi, Toot and, and Malachi, just that duo, uh, we ain't got to argue about this shit. Like, Tech got the running back edge, right? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can give you the all the edge with Kobe Pace and Mike Hollins because that's just too – aggressive downhill backs. Yeah, your guys probably average more, but that's a lot to They're do better with who you playing. So, but I mean, if, if you want to go off stats, yeah, you, you can rock with it. Drift, what's your, what's your call? I mean, I think Tootin is one of the best in, in the ACC right now. I think him alone is tough to beat. So I'm going to give Tech the edge just because I think Tootin is better between all – all four, all four of those players. I yeah, players. if anybody got a chance, yeah, you, you can get the edge. If any of them got a chance to be an all ACC player, it would be two. Receivers, tight ends. Now this one's gonna be controversial. This one's gonna be kind of controversial because Malik Washington is the best receiver. You know, he the best receiver out of everybody. If there was a receiver draft between both teams, he go first. Even mm-hmm. over Ali Jen, even over Ali Jennings, a healthy Ali Jennings. I ain't we we ain't gotta argue that. You know, but I feel like 
if we talking units, I'm talking tight ends and receivers. I feel like Tech at the edge, bro. I, know. I feel like Tech at the edge. I feel like we got more depth. I feel like you got the Gosnell brothers. You got you got you got uh Jay, you got Daquan Felton. You got Daquan Wright, and you got Jalen Lane. I feel like we got more contributors in that pass catching game, even though UVA got the best player. Well, what's that, yo? What's that, you? I mean, I I call it pretty even, Stephen, with Malachi Fields and the freshman Sadurian Harrison. You know, I they can evenly distribute the ball if they want to. Dakota Twitty, big six five, another receiver. You know, what I'm saying coming off their ACL, another young freshman. You know, what I'm saying they 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 definitely have depth. I don't know nothing about the Gabagool brothers or whatever you said. I don't know nothing about them boys. You feel me? Shout out to them. I don't know nothing about them, but I I, I have to go even. Even if, even if you take Malik Washington out the picture, I'm still going even. And that's what it, that's because you don't have Ollie Jennings. Yeah, I think I think I think we have Ollie Jennings, and it's it's clear Virginia Tech on this one. Um, I can roll I can roll an even because I don't think the guys Nell brothers are are that they're not they're not making a difference in this. In this scenario, hell no. But Malik Washington is a player that can beat you single handedly. Uh, Malik Washington, the if you look at his stats in total, the only other the, another another wide receiver that had that stats was in the Nissan Heisman House when the shit went out. I'm saying, like, yeah, I mean, I'll call it nice. even because I think I think obviously Malik Washington definitely. Puts UVA at a higher level, but I think, like like Vito said, I think we have a lot of contributors and can go in a lot of different ways with the ball. Um, I, I'll say I'll say even on this one. I'll say even. I'll say even too because Malik Washington is clear is clearly the best player. Like he's he got the production. He got the production of probably our whole goddamn receiving trio. But like I said, we do got Daquan right. We st- we still got we we utilize more people. Yeah, y'all definitely better at tight end. Is Daquan right at tight end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely better than tight end. That's one thing that we're gonna address in the portal for sure. Front seven. Now, front now. Now, I haven't watched every UVA game. I've watched every Tech game. Our front seven is much maligned outside of two players, Kelly Lawson and uh, APR. Everybody else has had their ups and downs. The only two consistent performers mostly this year has been Antoine Powell-Riley and Kelly Lawson. Um, This would be a hard call for me. I want to default get an edge to UVA just because my my front seven has been disappointing. But what's what say you? What say y'all? Uh, I'm gonna call it even, Stephen, across the board. You know, I like APR. Y'all like Hendricks, Powell. You know what I'm saying? That y'all got y'all got depth across that board. Fuga, shout out Jules. You know what I'm saying? As you know, you know. I, y'all, y'all got depth right there. Now, some of the depth that we had 
we done faced so many injuries up front and so many young guys that had to step in and play. It's not been your usual suspects, you know what I'm saying? Your Chico Bennett's every time, man. And uh, Aaron Famuis, you know what I mean? But everybody's healthy and they back, you know, minus Cam Butler. So, you know, I think I call it even across the board still as far as the front seven on defense. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, ours has been disappointing, but um, they've looked really good at times as well. Um, I think you guys are definitely more consistent in, in your front seven than us. Uh, it's really hard to tell which Virginia Tech front seven is going to show up because on paper they do look they look good. They look like they should be consistent. So um, I'm good with I'm good with calling that one even. Calling the front seven is equal. Now secondary, let's not even we ain't, we ain't got to waste a whole tech, bro. Tech got the edge of the secondary. Tech got that clear edge in the secondary, bro. I don't even think that was close. Uh, it ain't far off. I ain't gonna say like our secondary dog food. You know what I'm saying? This ain't finna be no Daquan right. 200 yard day or nevertheless motherfucking drones 300 yard day passing type shit uh, collectively as a unit they, they're a solid unit for sure so yeah y'all do got stars you got a star or two on defense back there in that secondary but collectively as a unit though how solid collectively as a unit is is Delaney or whatever whatever buddy name is? Is he gonna follow Malik the whole game? Because what's gonna happen if he ain't on him? Is that guy just a solid? We got Dorian Strong, Derek Cantina's been solid. Right, we can. Yeah, no, we, I we ain't talking about need, the quarterback. I ain't talking about the quarterback who threw the, the goddamn three picks right to the boy. I seen to. Who are you talking about? That that about Boston College QB. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Threw Boston him College. right to him. Threw him right to him. Back to back. That shit was ugly. He did the right thing. He played his position. And did uh, yeah, I mean, Dorian Strong yeah, hasn't been burnt all year, though. Yeah, he hasn't been cooked all, right. all year. That's what, okay. That's what I was asking. So, I, 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 I'm giving y'all the edge, but I ain't saying. But what I'm saying is, it ain't like we dog food in that situation, though. I think the yeah. only the Go only ahead, person Drew. in our secondary that you could. Maybe pick a part is Jalen Jones. Is Jalen Strowman at, at the other safety position? Uh, he's good. Like, no worries there, no problems there. But Jalen Jones has been up and down. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick one player on tech secondary to go after, it would be Jalen Jones. But he's not gonna be lining up on a wide receiver. Man, I don't think it's no, I don't think it's I think no matter okay, they got one main target. And we don't need uh Monsoor Delane to to travel and go on no, no. We can put strong on him. We can put like no matter where he lines up, it's gonna be a viable defensive back on him. And even if he do catch the ball, that's a whole other different issue. Cause now you got Keontae, who is a hybrid, and then you got Mose Phillips, who will come down and kill you. You got Jalen Strowman that'll come down and kill you. Like catching the ball is like half the battle. That's if you get open. 
Then after you get open, you got a whole different issue on your hands, bro. Like, nah, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think them people want them type of issues, man. At all. Who got the edge in coaching? Uh, you got Tony Elliott, who is this is this is second year coaching too, right? Yep. Yep. It's crazy. The last two coaching shifts for both programs were at, in the same years. The same <laughs> yeah. cycles, yeah. Same yeah. same years we were looking for coaches, but um, who got the edge coaching staff wise? Um, Virginia Tech staff. You can damn near everybody's in their second year as a coordinator. Uh, Bowen, uh, Marv, Fry's a second year coach. Um, what's the experience level on UVA's coaching? Um, I think from our side, anyway, y'all saw the 247 reports. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was wearing that shit out last year. You know what we got, it ain't been flashy at all. Took a whole lot of kids. It was a whole lot of funny ass military jokes and shit. But a lot of them jokes gonna be all ACC players this year on some crazy shit. And what I saw was a team that started week one. They was everywhere. We gave up like five hundred sacks the first three weeks. It seemed like, but some clicked and consistently every single week they done been consistent. They built and. I see what the product he's trying to put out, if that makes sense. To say what he had as a coach right now in year two, dealing with the shit that he had to deal with, with the shooting and shit, that affected everything. That that changed your whole moat. Even the lies that you was telling coming off the end of the season with your little two games and shit, your wins, all that shit got negated. So you started a whole brand new. And so, well, what he got? Even though, again, you're two and eight, that shit don't don't look and it don't feel like two and eight. So, I'm excited to see the offensive depth grow, the offense in general grow. Last year, we was just calling plays to be calling shit. They ain't even knowing to call timeouts at times. That should look crazy. Should look crazy as hell. Look dysfunctional. Look disorganized. It looked like some same old UVA shit. But that boy turned the corner this season. So, man, I like where he's going with it. I like what he's doing. If, from what I see in the young kids, he see now you getting to recruit a, a, a safety out of goddamn Boston. I ain't asking no questions because I see the safety that you got from Georgia last year out here causing fumbles every single week, the freshman. So I, I like him, man. I like him. But as far as giving, so I can't, all, I can't give, I can't give either one an edge yet, though, because I mean, again, it depends on how you want your shit. You know what I'm saying? You want your gal that's selling the snake oil every week. All right, guys, we gonna go out here. We are gonna have a good week, and don't forget, go Hokies. Or you know what I'm saying? You want your proof of the pudding? <laughs> You feel me? Or you, you want your bread fried salesman? And you know we we know we sell Marlboro Reds on the side. We know what's up. We know what's up. So 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 I, I'm trying to get you on record. Mm-hmm. Trying to get you on record. So you said Brent Pride is a, a used car salesman. No, I ain't, I ain't I ain't say none of that. I can't even I can't determine what he done done yet. You know what I'm saying? What I said was, it depends on how you want it. 
Like, Brent Pry has been doing good at his way. You feel me? He's been on Front Street. He's been all over social media. He's been parading his little ass at Leprechaun looking ass all around town. You feel me? Spreading the word. He do good in the social game. Yeah, he been outside. So it depends on how you want it. But at the same time, Tony ain't been outside, but we see the proof in the pudding. We see it make sense. But your man's ain't bet your man's ain't been outside. Yeah, no, not yet. (laughs) But I see what you mean. You're going into year three next year. Yeah, he ain't ain't touched the land yet. It's year two. Okay, and he ain't touched the land yet. Yeah, man, he be out there every week, man. Just know he he don't he don't talk about it. It don't always be it. it, it a lot of times when you get ready to get in the fight, the loud one get knocked out first, don't it? So always the quiet one, ain't. That's the one you gotta watch. All I'm saying is to be <laughs> successful, mm-hmm. and to be successful in this state. I remember your quote. quote I remember your quote. This came out of your mouth in this page. You said you yes, got to keep the crib the crib. You yes, said you got to keep the crib the crib. It mm-hmm. got to a point where Virginia Tech fans say this shit. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to say their names. Yeah. But we, we, hey, we your man ain't doing it. Your, your, what your you man mean? ain't doing it. He ain't keeping oh, the crib the crib. He ain't outside. Who's going to be the freshman defensive player of the year? Where he from? Who, Cam Robinson? Where he from? The the freshman defensive player of the year is, is going to be Bane for Miami, by the way. Well, yes, you are absolutely right. That nigga monster. But uh, <laughs> Cam Robinson from Virginia, he from 804, right? No, I don't, I don't think that the tide was the 804. He from Where out he there, from? like, he from, like, out there in Essex. Essex? Yeah. I don't even know what that's that is. Jump, that joint down there, just like close to the town was somewhere on that joint, I believe, because like it ain't it ain't it, it ain't close to you at all. So it's like on the eastern shore. It's north it's north of Richmond. It's like kinda he- it's kinda heading towards DC. <laughs> well, I know I gotta go down like I gotta go down like three sixty to get there. Yeah, it's kind of near. It's like down Mechanicsville and all them athletes. Like Warsaw. That's not eight oh four. No, I don't think so. It's out. It's outside. I mean, it's close. I don't think that's your eight oh four, bro. But shout out to Essex, bro. Shout out. Yeah, to shout him out. Shout out to him. Shout out, come on, come on, four and tell us what area code you from. Um. <laughs> I get a I I I call the coaching edge. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a have an opinion. I'm gonna say UVA got the coaching edge just off the fact that who Tony's who Tony's coached. I mean, it's world renowned who he coached at Clemson and, and what he put down. And we all know Brent Pratt coached Michael Parsons and all them linebackers at Penn State. But Tony does have a championship pedigree. I'm like I'm gonna get a man some props. The OG didn't get his man no props. I'm gonna get Tony a little bit of props, man. I'm gonna say they got the coaching edge. We've seen Pride be befuddled and and outfoxed by these other coaches, whether it's Pride, Marv, or whoever else. We just seen Tebow do dumb shit. So I'm gonna get a coach edge to UVA. I can agree with that, just because UVA has been the more consistent team all year, and that that comes down to coaching. 
with Virginia Tech, like we've been talking about during this whole podcast, you just don't know what you're going to get from them, and that a lot of that is coaching. So I'm cool with giving the. I'm cool. Shout out to our receiver coach, man. You know what I'm saying? Tell him oh, yeah. to tell, tell the king to come on home, man. You know what I mean? No, Look for tell you listening. You know what I'm saying? You tired of that living in? You know what I'm saying? The projects and shit over there. I let me be. We'll get you up out of there. You feel me? Y'all had y'all had a good receiver coach, and you let the fox in a goddamn hen house. You let that man go north. That's on y'all, bro. Yeah, shout but if, I mean, shout out, out to hey, look, Marcus. shout out, shout out Hagan. And at the same breath, I can shout out Adam Mims too because look what he did with the receiver that he had. And Malik Washington ain't been there yet. yet. You feel me? He just got there. He a transfer. So you know, shout out that coach. You feel me? Shout out Marcus Higgins, bro. Get that bag off Penn State, my boy. They, hey, you can't crush a crab, my boy. I see you. I see you, my boy. Big Higgins getting that bag. Keandre Lambert and shit. Seven five seven teams all over the place, my boy. You know how we do it. So pretty much, it, it, it by the way we're calling it, we're calling it pretty much even outside of some edges here and there. Maybe UVA got the coaching edge. Uh, Tech got the secondary edge. Uh, front seven play got some potential stars, but a lot left to be desired. Uh, there's there are weapons on both teams that both teams got to be aware of. It's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a war. You got UVA playing for pride. You got Tech playing for a bold spot. Virginia Tech is three point favorites on the road. I take Virginia Tech every time. It ain't no time. It ain't no reason to ask me what I got. But Drift, what you got? Final score. Um, I'm gonna roll with 27 24 Virginia Tech. Uh, and and the spread the, the spread is yep the spread is three so that's a push. OG, what you got? Hey, look, man, what kind of question is that? Who I got? You know who I'm picking. You know who I'm picking. You know who I got. You picking them to cover or you picking them to win? I'm picking a great team, a good team's win, and great team's cover. So in this situation, we're going to win and cover. What's that? We're going we're gonna to win and cover, both of them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the score. I think there's going to be some points in this game. Again, because our offense puts up points. You know, I think our offense has the ability to put up points on this defense. I think it's going to be one of them 33-31 type of games. An ugly game like that. So I'm going with the who's, man. You already know. Every single day of the week, seven days of the week. Uh, tell all your friends about it. Tell me. Okay, so I guess I got to give a score prediction. Everybody gave score predictions. Give me Virginia Tech 24, UVA 18. It's going to be uh, one of those weird scoring games where it's, it's going to be one of those weird scoring games. I right, Give me a 24-18, some, some crazy score. Um, but in the end, I feel like – I feel like – Virginia Tech, they got they got too much to play for, man. They want to we want to go to Annapolis, bro. I know the fans don't want to go to Annapolis, but Brent Pride and them would kill to go to Annapolis, bro. So 
we we fighting to go to Annapolis, man. So uh, that's pretty much that. Before we log off, Marcellus Barnes, it's official. We had him on. We had him on Flip Watch for a while now, and uh, it's pretty well. It's not pretty much. It's official. He has decommitted. He has not committed to Georgia yet, but that's coming. So yes, Marcellus Barnes is out of the fold. So in this class coming up, we had two get flipped. We still got a couple of weeks away before early signing day. Uh, hopefully, that's there's no more flips on the horizon. Knock on wood, praying, cross the fingers. Um, I'm pretty sure OG ain't got shit on flip watch. I don't nobody want them people. But uh, any recruiting news you got to say, OG, before we log off? Nah, man. Them boys keep it plain, Jane. Salute the troops. Keep it, keep it, yeah, keep, keep it consistent. You feel me? The only people y'all got to worry about flipping y'all people is fucking Air Force or some shit. But, the um, Citadel. That's it. The Citadel. The Citadel. Motherfucking <laughs> Walker might try to flip y'all shit. Jim, you pulling up? Yeah, we got Ohio State and Georgia coming for our shit. Y'all got shit. What's my man that coach Buddy? Y'all, y'all got Buddy Stevens at Eastern East East Mississippi trying to flip y'all shit. Like, bro, you might as well go to JUCO, bro. Go to UVA, bro. You might as well come fuck with me at JUCO. We can try to get you a real offer in a year or two. But that's it for Big 4L, man. We want to thank OG Who for pulling up, man. We want to give a big LOL to Ike for ducking this smoke, bro. Ike, you should have pulled up, my boy. Um, Joe, Joe, get better. Trey, please report. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> can't no call a Trey. Don't no call no show more than twice, man. That shit gets you rolled up. Hey, on, on uh, probationary <laughs> period, too, bro. That shit crazy, right. man. This man on his probationary period, this man come to work when he feel like it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, That's how you do when you a star, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it, bro. This man come and, come and go as he please. I'm trying to get to that status. I'm trying to get to, I'm trying, I'm trying to, get to that status, man. Drift, anything uh-huh. you got to say for me, long ago? Nah, man. I think it's Hokies this weekend. Big win. And uh, we'll see you at bowling. Trying to go bowling, man. That's it for Foel. We'll be on next week to review this game. Uh, we'll be on next week to review this game. We won't be playing in no uh, ACC championship game. I'm glad that shit got wrapped up too, bro, because I kind of got tired of people saying, we know we can still. Man, <laughs> no. Fuck that. Thanks. Um, But we'll be on to review this game and review the lies and We'll tally up the shit, and I think one of them got to eat the spaghetti chili and shit and all that other crazy shit. I had to win, bro. I couldn't eat that shit, man. I eat pretty much everything, but chili is chili, bro. It can't be over no noodles. That's that's insanity. Hey, bro, but, I'm um, trying to lose. I need some of that Skyline chili. <laughs> I'm trying to lose. <laughs> no, nah, bro, I'm a, I'm a fan of chili, bro, but, like, that's not chili what they're doing up there. That's Something different. But um that's it for Foel man. Till next week, y'all God bless. Hey, 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 hey,
Latino when I step Calico on my right Michael Draco on my left Caught the body, then I left Good gas, nigga, come take a breath Had to get them up and clean up a mess Make these niggas feel the pressure A hundred rounds, I'm too an extra I just been dependent in Tesla Mac 90, show you how to make it